Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House Show. This is where we talk home improvement every weekend. Thanks for joining us. This is the Midweek Special. This is where we talk about the stuff that's not making it into last week's show and is not making it into this weekend's show. Hope everybody's doing great out there. Happy Midweek can't believe next week is Thanksgiving. What is going on? That means we'll be coming up onto Christmas lights and everything else out there, all the holiday parties. Gonna be crazy this year. All right. Well, today I wanted to talk about what are the best plumbing fittings. And you know, I have made it no secret that I'm not a fan of the shark bite fittings. I've played with them. I've tested them. I've seen them fail. And my buddy Roger Wakefield did his own testing here. And it's a great video. You might have seen it. But I wanted to talk about that today because it was kind of shocking to me. I was surprised at what are the strongest fittings and kind of surprised at what was on the weaker end. And this was pretty surprising. So when it comes to plumbing fittings, you know, my concern with the Shark Bite brand out there has been that I have seen hundreds and thousands of dollars of damage done when those fittings have failed in projects. I had one house where this connection from the new to the old failed. Plumber had done it. It was correctly installed and it flooded the entire basement, causing hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage just in one instance. Now the testing that Roger did, Roger, Roger Wakefield, the expert plumber, this was all done on copper, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chat with him and see if we can do a CPVC and PEX one because I'm very curious to see how those fare. But when it comes down to it here, this is what they did. They checked plumbing fittings two different ways on copper. They did a hydrostatic test, and then they did tensile strength. Hydrostatic meaning how much pressure, PSI, and tensile strength, how much pull strength before it comes apart. So on the hydrostatic test, let's, let's put this this way. The best way to connect copper is still going to be brazing or soldering. That is the strongest way to do it, period, because they use that for this test, and it didn't come apart ever. So they actually broke the machine trying to do it. So that tells you how, how strong that is. So that's not a debate here. But this is interesting. On the hydrostatic test... And this was shocking to me. If you look at the shark bite, that failed at between 812 and 843 PSI in a perfect world. You know the press fittings where they slide them in and there's a crimp that goes around the metal? This isn't like a PEX, but it's a crimp fitting. So you put 
two pieces of copper together. There's a connector that has a little piece and it cramps or crimps around that and connects copper to copper that way. That failed at 1,504 to 1,643. The quick fitting failed at 2,127 PSI. And that's 21 times about your city water pressure. So that was interesting. Now on tensile strength, of course, the solder and braze broke the machine again. Didn't matter. But when you went into strength, the weakest was the shark bite at 806. And the press fitting at 983, almost 1,000 pounds, as Roger said in his video, before that came apart. And the quick fitting came out at 1633. That's 1,633 pounds on that fitting. Now, let's be very clear. This is on brand new copper, installed exactly perfectly in a brand new situation. So this is a best case scenario. And by no means what you're going to see out in the field because, you know, there's many things that happen when you're out in the field, you know, plastic pipe, CPVC, it's going to fail. I'm sure at a lot less than what that is. The next one is, is that, uh, you know, copper pipe, old, new, thinner, older. What was the condition of the pipe? And as well as PEX fittings out there, that's one that I would like to take a look at. But when it comes down to it, if you're using a shark bite fitting to go from copper to PEX, guess what? That still says that at 812 to 843 PSI, that's going to fail. So I was really su somewhat surprised to see that this quick fitting that looks similar to a shark bite, but just a, a seemingly higher quality fitting, is outperforming the press fit. Because the press fit has been known out there is the be-all, end-all way to attach copper without having to worry about, you know, it coming apart. Now, I will say that the advantage to the press fit over the shark bite is the press fit is metal to metal that's crimped together. So that fitting is not relying on an O-ring, a piece of plastic that could fail down the road. That, that, you know, where it's connecting is not going to move anymore. Once it's together, it's together. And I could make an argument that uh, corrosion might actually hold it together better versus with the plastic and the O-ring that could weaken it. So the press fit, I think, actually potentially could get stronger down the road as the shark bite gets weaker. So really, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the quick fit is um, something that I'm going to take a little bit more look at. I want to play around with it some more. I'm going to get on the phone with Roger and find out more about it. But uh, I was really shocked. I was not surprised at the shark bite. And quite frankly, I was surprised that it made it as high as it did because I've just seen way too many failures of that product. And no offense, shark bite. I understand that uh, you're out there selling that and you've got a new line of products coming out as well. And maybe that's exactly why. But uh, I've just seen too many failures and I've tested them. I personally on my projects have not had any failures. And I really like using them for temporary shutoffs or doing a, a temporary patch until I can get in and fix it. So I always have a few of those fittings that are in my toolbox just in case I have a break or something like that or I need to cap something off. It is something that uh, for a temporary works really well for me. So I don't worry about that at all right there. 
So something to consider when we're talking about this stuff. All right, now let's talk about some recalls that have come out. It's been a little bit since we've done that. Uh, Hunter Fan recalls lighting products due to shock hazard. The internal wires and the lights can be damaged, posing an electrical shock hazard due to the consumer. Take a look over at cpsc.gov recalls for that one. Now, here's an interesting one, and I love my Generac generators. Those guys seem to make a great product. But November 10th, they reannounce a recall of Generac portable generators. Additional finger, geez, this is brutal. Additional finger amputation and crushing injury reported. A new repair kit is available. An unlocked handle can pinch customers' fingers against the generator frame when the generator is moved, posing finger amputation and crushing hazards. Ouch. Consumers should immediately stop using the recalled portable generator unless locking pin has been inserted to secure the handle in place before and after moving the generator. Contact Generac for a free repair kit consisting of a set of spacers to move the handle away from the frame, eliminating the pinch point. Customers who respond to the original recall will automatically be sent a new kit. So fair amount of these 321,160 units in addition to 4,500 sold in Canada. Now, these portable generators were previously recalled in July of 2021. So something to think about there. And uh, there's another Power Plus recall. Uh, these Torable power, Tora portable power charging stations due to fire and explosion hazards. Uh, lithium ion battery can fail. Uh, man, there's not a lot of these. So the chance you have ones like the lottery, there's about 150 in them out there. So something else to consider. And that's some of the big ones here for right now. Uh, these are always something that we're trying to keep an eye on. And there's one more that I forgot to mention. LG Energy Solution Michigan recalls home energy storage batteries due to fire hazard. The home solar panel batteries can overheat, posing a risk of fire and emission of harmful smoke. Remedy LG Energy Solution Michigan will arrange for remote software updates to recall batteries that are connected online. The diagnostic software updates are designed to monitor the recall battery cells and shut down the battery if a fire risk is detected. If the battery shuts down, please contact LG Energy Solution Michigan for further instructions. Do not attempt after that to turn the battery back on again. You don't want to have a runaway battery fire. There's about 11,500 of those. Something to be very careful with. The last thing you want to see is one of those battery fires because that could literally take the house down. And we don't want to see that. We'll talk a little bit about that here uh, coming up on Saturday's show. We've got uh, Steve Kerber, Vice President and Executive Director of UL's Fire Safety Research Institute. We're going to talk about fires inside your home and more importantly, some of the problems that we're seeing out there with new materials in your home that can be a problem. And you know what one of them is? I'm going to give you a secret. The new drywall out there that we're seeing that's in all your home improvement stores and drywall supply places. There is a huge issue with this. So if you're using that new ultra lightweight drywall that everybody's using, it's on every job site right now. There is a big problem with that that we're going to discuss and uh, expose on Saturday. You won't want to miss this. And uh, if you're building your own home or doing some remodeling and, uh, you know, you're worried about fire, you might need to do some things differently because uh, this is going to be kind of a big deal that I want to make sure that uh, you're keeping an eye on because, whoa, buddy, I don't want to see this happen. But I tell you what, uh, they've found some shocking new information that we need to talk about. And uh, this could save some lives out there. So you won't want to miss that show on Saturday. And then in hour number one, we're going to talk about what's a project cost? 
If you're going to hire a contractor out there, what are some of the numbers that you're seeing out there on some of these remodeling projects? You know, it's the uh, time of year where we talk about what's it going to cost kind of thing for remodeling. And uh, you're going to be surprised at what some of the numbers are this year. And I think they've gone up even since these numbers were released recently and they showed up in my inbox. So uh, we'll talk about kitchen and bath. We'll talk about both of those. We'll talk about roofing, windows, siding, decking. What are these projects going to cost if you're going to hire and what's the best way to go about that? All coming up on Saturday. Now, I wanted to jump out and put out a buyer beware to everybody right now. And I'm seeing more and more of this of questions that are coming into me. And it's something I want you to be very careful with. There are a lot of people out there right now that are buying electric vehicles and have realized that their 100 amp or 200 amp service is outdated. Maybe that panel needs to be replaced. Maybe it's one of the old Federal Pacific ones or one of the other brands that uh, are considered to be a fire hazard out there that should be replaced and upgraded. So it doesn't matter if you're upgrading service or you're just changing out a panel. Let me give you some tips and tricks here to make sure you're going okay with this because I tell you what, I have seen some crazy stuff coming up on the internet with questions that I want to make sure that uh, I've got you as you helped here with this because I don't want to see you get burned. I have seen some handymen out there that have been sitting there saying that they know electrical and they will come in and do that panel change out for like a thousand bucks. And I'm sorry. When you start looking at putting in the right panel, maybe arc fault breakers, all the stuff that you need to meet building code today and all those things, you can have five to $700 in materials really quickly. And that doesn't even count if your panel has to move. Sometimes that has to move or you have to move where the, where the power is coming into the house, depending on building code. So I just want to make sure that you realize that a panel change out out there by a licensed bonded electrician can be anywhere from a couple grand at the cheapest to four or five grand out there, depending on what has to happen. When I did a panel swap in my house, the uh, they had done years ago a permitted carport. But when they did that, the city, well, our city power, which is our, our local power company, they wanted to have the, the weatherhead moved because it was in an improper location coming to the carport. Back then, it perfectly met code. Now it didn't. So they're like, okay. Since you're doing the new panel, that's going to get upgraded. So we had to do that, which isn't a big deal. It's I like it better. It's not going through the middle of my trees. It's in a better location, except that it was the old one was on the side of the house, and now it's closer to my front door, which I'm not happy about. But that's the way code works. I'm not going to win that battle every time. But my point being is that I had a licensed bonded electrician come in, and we pulled all the permits to do it. This is one of those things when it comes to having safety in your house you want the right person coming in to do it. So make sure they're that licensed, bonded, insured electrician. They know what they're doing. They come in, get quotes, get three or four quotes. These are all things that I want you to do. Uh, I was just talking to a buddy yesterday who's getting a, uh, a generator system put in, a backup generator, one of the automatic ones, because uh, he works in the media and needs to have that for his home and studios. And uh, he is out there getting prices, but they're all over the place. So just make sure. You're getting the right person to come out and do it. This is not a handyman coming out and putting trim up or fixing some rod around the house there someplace. 
this is something that is probably one of the most dangerous things in the house and you want to have the right person in there to do it because if you don't i've seen some uh, home you know home insurance companies start to give you a hard time if that was an illegal improvement and that uh you know project led to a house fire you're going to be in a little bit of trouble and we don't want to see that because you know insurance companies many of them like to uh, figure out a way to not have to pay you all right everybody have a great rest of the week happy midweek special i gotta get off to more interviews and a meeting so you guys have a great week i'll see you on saturday thanks for listening to around the house Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.